Welcome to the Here's Hope podcast. My name is Elisa Ayala and I struggled with my mental health in silence. My anxiety kept me so quiet that I grew extremely bitter because I stopped dreaming. I thought it was impossible and I was convinced that I was stuck and defined by my anxiety. The mission behind this podcast is to give you hope that you can do all the things despite your mental health struggles, barriers, or labels, or anything else that gets in the way of creating the life that you want. It's time to stop living in fear and start dreaming again. Here is hope for a more purposeful, driven, happy life. Welcome back to another episode of the Here's Hope podcast. My name is Alisa Ayala and I am your host. If you're new to the show, welcome. We talk all things mindset and mental health. So if you're into that sort of thing, make sure you subscribe so you do not miss out on any new episodes. Today's episode is all about social anxiety. I'm a little bit bummed out because I recorded this episode a few days ago, but for some reason it didn't save. So now I have to talk about it all over again and try to remember what it is that I said. But in a way it's good because I do have a surprise for you at the end of this episode. So maybe it was a good thing. So I know that I have shared with you my struggles with anxiety, but I really wanted to record this episode specifically on social anxiety because recently I made a new friend who also happens to have social anxiety. So I sat down with her and we started talking about what we've been through, our struggles, what it was like. And I was blown away because a lot of the things that she talked about, a lot of her struggles were the same exact things that happened to me. I mean, it was weird, but also quite liberating because when I was going through all of this like five, four years ago, I was so ashamed I didn't know how to handle it. I didn't know that what I felt was normal. I didn't know. I didn't know how to really cope with it because I thought I was dealing with this by myself, that no one understood what I was going through because I didn't even know it myself. So I wish I knew back then that what I was dealing with was social anxiety and it was okay that I wasn't the only one because I really felt that way and I was so ashamed and I couldn't talk about it because I just didn't know how. And it's it's really hard for me to explain myself how it felt or how it feels, but I'm going to try my best. I'm going to share with you some of my experiences and I'm going to tell you what has helped me and what continues to help me because it is still difficult just because I have gotten better my anxiety doesn't really control me anymore, it's still difficult because the feelings still arise, the fear, the anxiety is still there. So as I've mentioned before, I've always been very quiet, very shy growing up as a kid, but I never really thought it was a problem. I never thought much of it. You know, the grown-ups, teachers, adults, family members would just say, oh, she's just very quiet, she's just shy. And so that's just how I took it. I never really thought it was a problem. It started being a problem when I was 19 years old. So after high school, I moved with my, I used to, I grew up in Las Vegas. So I came to California with my parents and I went to college. I started meeting new people. That's when issues started arising. So when I was 19 years old, I met this guy and we started dating for about a year. And 
he never broke up with me. He just stopped talking to me. I got no answer whatsoever, not a clue. And this is when things began going downhill for me. This is when things be- when my anxiety became to be a really big problem. And it wasn't so much that it ended. I mean, granted I was upset about that too, but what really what really had an impact was the way that it left me feeling about myself. I felt as though it was my fault. It started putting these things in my head that I wasn't good enough, that I my personality was awful. I didn't like who I was. I it just put all these things in my head. And this was around the time that I started being very bitter because I felt like it was my fault. I felt like I wasn't good enough. I felt that I just was a horrible person and I that rejection left me with all these negative emotions about myself. So what I did was I took it out on other people. I took it out at work, in my friendships, in my relationships. It, it affected every single part of my life. And it makes sense to me now when people say, if people are crapping on you, it's they're upset with themselves, not you. You're not the issue. They're just taking it out on you. And it's true. It's very true because I've been there. It's like I always knew the reason why he stopped talking to me, why he ended things uh, with me. I. It's like I knew it was because I was too quiet, because I was the way that I was. And then finally, after about a year later, we come across this dude. And when I say we, I mean me and my friend. So we, we see this guy and we go up to him and I confront him. And, and of course, I needed my friend to come with me because she was there through it all with me. She was there through the crying, through the, like, she knew everything. And I, I really thought that confronting him was the best idea ever. I really thought that I was going to feel better. But it was such a big mistake because it left me feeling worse. And I couldn't even speak. I could not get the words out. And I don't even remember what I said because I, I blanked out. But I remember that he didn't even, he couldn't really even look me in the eye. I remember he looked at my friend and said, she's too quiet. And uh, there were some other things that were said too, but th- those were the words that were like stuck to me. Like those words like kept me miserable for so long. So like I said, I always had the idea that I knew what the reason was. But when I com- when we confronted him, he validated those feelings. And that's why I felt even crappier about myself because I'm like, oh, well, it's true because I am too quiet because I'm the way that I am. Like nobody's going to accept me. And so this was around the time when I was about 21. And so from that moment on for about two, three years, I did everything in my power to do things the opposite of you're too quiet. So that meant partying, drinking, meeting people, going out, just doing everything possible to get away from that whole you're too quiet thing. But of course, that didn't go too well for me because there's just absolutely no way that partying and drinking are going to fix your issues. No, if anything, that made me realize I had deeper issues going on. Um, So yeah, (laughs) I went to therapy for it. I mean, I couldn't even... When I started realizing that this was a really big issue, like having social anxiety, was when I was working in a jewelry store in sales. Um, So, you know, sales is all about making connections with people, 
you know, talking about your products, the features, the benefits, and, you know, asking for the sale. And I couldn't do any of that. I mean, here and there I, I would, but like I struggled miserably. I would be in the store and I'd be sweating and I'd be shaking. I'd be trembling when I would get the jewelry out. And even then I still didn't know that I had an issue. Um, it wasn't until I started having very bad panic attacks, chest pain, um, couldn't breathe, finally landed in the ER and they couldn't even tell me what was wrong with me. And that was when I knew, okay, like this shit's not normal. <laughs> there is something wrong with me. And I wish I could tell you that it was therapy when things started getting better for me, but it wasn't because I didn't like, I didn't really like my therapist. I mean, I was afraid of her because, you know, I have social anxiety and one of them is being afraid of authority, being pe people older than me. I was afraid for some reason. And well, I know the reason now, but I just like, I was a huge anxious mess. So therapy didn't really help me. And I'm going to tell you what did help me because it wasn't therapy for me. It was something else. A few something else's actually. But first, what I want to get to is, you see, and this is why I'm so eager to help you in this area because it had such an impact on me negatively. My anxiety stopped me from having a relationship. It stopped me from doing my job. Um, it just... It, it stopped me from living the life that I wanted. I thought that it was impossible because when I was a kid, I had big dreams. I had dreams of, I mean, I really thought that I was going to be the next Picasso because I like loved drawing so much. I thought I was going to be a veterinarian. I thought I was going to go to the moon. Like I really had all these things in my head that I was going to, when I was going to grow up, I was going to do all these sorts of amazing things. But of course life happened and I stopped dreaming because I felt that my anxiety, how I felt about myself and how I saw the world, I couldn't do those things anymore. My social anxiety got in the way of every single thing. And I know that social anxiety is different for people. I know that, you know, it triggers, the triggers are different for other people, the severity of it, you know, whatever. It's different for everyone. But the way I felt about it the way that I felt about myself is that I, I felt that I was an inconvenience and an annoyance for other people listening to me speak. I really felt that it was an inconvenience and so I felt so bad because I th that's the thing. I really wanted to please people. I didn't want to... I didn't want to upset people. So what did I do? I stayed quiet because I thought, well, if I stay quiet, I won't inconvenience them. I won't upset them. I won't annoy them if I just stay quiet. So that's why when it came to the moments that I had to speak, I was a big mess. I was terrified. I would shake. I would tremble. I would want to run away. And that's why I couldn't sell. That's why I couldn't be myself around other people because I was afraid. So when I was talking to that new friend about her struggles with her social anxiety, she had gone through similar issues, similar things that she went through because of her anxiety that also made her a very quiet person. And she also mentioned to me that she didn't like those words either. And it makes sense to me now. But uh, back then, it felt horrible because not only are you going through these things that you don't even understand why you don't like them, you don't understand them, you don't know what to do, and you feel alone, 
Like, that's a lot of stuff to cope with. You know, you don't even know how to handle it. What do you do? And that's why when I was talking to her, it was so liberating because she had gone through all these things that I had similarly gone through. And I was like, where were you five years ago? <laughs> so now I want to talk to you about the things that have helped me throughout the years and some of the things that continue to help me because like I said, I still struggle with this. It's just not as bad as it was five years ago. So I think that we all worry about what other people think right? Like, I still care what other people think. I'm talking about the kind that prevents you from living the life that you want, the kind that's paralyzing, the kind that you just wish you didn't have, the kind that is a problem every single day. The first thing that I want you to keep in mind, the next time that your social anxiety is stopping you, the next time you get that voice in your head of, you're not good enough. You can't do it. You shouldn't do it. They are going to judge you. They are going to laugh at you. They are going to make fun of you. They are judging you. The next time that happens, remind yourself, and this is very, very freaking obvious, but this is what helps me. Remind yourself that people are going to have their opinion whether you are happy or not. So I will give you an example. Right now, my mom and I are building a business where we have to face a ton of criticism and rejection and judgment from our own family members. Does it feel pretty? No. Does it suck? Absolutely. But what keeps me going is knowing that I am going to accomplish the things that I want to accomplish. And the alternative is way worse. Listening to people's rejection taking in their rejection, letting it affect me, listening to their criticism, that is way worse. Not living the life that I want and being the person that I want to be because of people's judgment is way worse. What I've realized is that they already have their opinions of me and if I listen to them, I am not going to live the life that I want. I am not going to be able to help my parents in the future. I am going to be stuck in the same position that I am in now. And that's not going to keep me happy. I know that people have their judgments now about me, my family members. I know they have, you know, their personal opinions about me. but And they're going to have those same opinions and even more opinions once I make those dreams come true. I don't know about you, but I know for me, my values, my goals, my dreams are more important than people's opinions. And you have to decide that for yourself because once you do, there's nothing stopping you. I was talking to a friend of mine. We were talking about social anxiety and she asked me, how do I stop from thinking that people are judging me? And I'm like, you don't. People are judging you, but you decide if it's going to have an impact on you. You decide if it matters enough to stop what it is that you're doing. You decide if it's going to affect your well-being and if it's going to stop you from living the life that you want. So the example of the gym came up, you know, sometimes we feel anxiety when we go to the gym, you know, we're new, we don't know what we're doing, we're lifting weights the wrong way, and you look at another person next to you and they're all ripped and hot and skinny and they know what they're doing because they've been there, and you look at them and you're like, oh man, these people are probably judging me, look at this girl, what's she doing? They probably are judging you, but is that really going to stop you from accomplishing your goal of losing weight, of feeling better, of looking better? Is that really going to stop you from learning how to properly use the equipment? No. The second thing to keep in mind, 
And this one is probably a little harder because I know that everyone's got different beliefs and whatnot, but this is, this is probably the most important one, for me at least. This has really helped me immensely, is that God already loves you. God already loves you. So who else are you trying to please? This one was a really big one for me because, you know, my anxiety, my social anxiety came from my self-esteem, how I felt about myself, how I saw the world. Like I felt like everyone was out to get me. I didn't like how I felt about myself. I didn't like that I was quiet. I didn't like my personality. I didn't like the way that I looked. Like it just, I didn't like myself. So when I started realizing that God created the trees, he created the sky, he created the freaking universe. He created me and I am perfect in his eyes. The way that I am, the way, you know, my introvertedness, my melancholy ways, my choleric ways, the way that I am, the way that I look, the way that I speak, the way that I, everything about me was intended. And the same thing goes for you. The way that you are, the way that you look, the way that you speak, the way every single little thing about you was no accident. So embrace it, love it, show it off to the world. Like I told you before, the whole being quiet thing, I hated it. And I tried my best to do the opposite of being quiet. I tried to be somebody that I wasn't. The whole partying, the whole going out, all of it. I started doing things that weren't me. And that left me even more miserable than I already was. But the moment that I started understanding that the way that I am is no accident. It's the way that God intended it. It's the way that he planned it. It's the way it was meant to be how I was meant to be. That's when things started getting better. I started building confidence and I started just embracing who I am, how I speak. I just don't care anymore. Other people's opinions don't really matter because once you know who you are, who God made you to be, you're good. Nothing else matters. Opinions, people should not matter before yours or God's. Like I said, I know not everybody believes in God, but I'm sharing what has helped me and this is one of them. This is the it actually. And this is my podcast. So I'm sharing my experiences with you. Take it or leave it. So the other thing to keep in mind is that just because you have a thought doesn't make it true. This is something that I picked up from the wonderful Mel Robbins. Her content has helped me out so much with my anxiety. She made me realize that anxiety, anxiety is provoked by thoughts. Thoughts of, I'm not good enough. I'm too quiet. I'm not going to be able to give that presentation. I can't be, I can't speak to that person. I'm going to have a panic attack. I'm not going to be able to sell that thing. I'm not going to be able to do this because I am scared, because I am fearful, whatever. It's all thought patterns. Once I realized that it was all just habit, and keep that in mind, that word habit, because when I started realizing that these things that I was telling myself, I had a habit. And that's what she talks a lot about is you have habits of telling yourself, of speaking very badly of yourself. Being your own critic, being your own bully inside your head. You are telling yourself all these negative things and you are believing it. And that's why, you know, those things of you being quiet or people judging you, they're becoming your reality because that's what you're telling yourself. So when you start seeing it as a habit, it means 
that it could change, that you can change your habits. But as we all know, habits are not easy to break, but it is possible. And so the way that I started doing this is with affirmations. I am a huge proponent of morning routines. And one of the first things that I do first thing in the morning is my affirmations. So I'll write out a few different things that I like to start my day with. So I'll share one with you. One of them is, I have the right to say I don't know. So this one is a big one for me because, you know, somebody with social anxiety and always being, always trying to please people, being afraid of upsetting people. I was afraid of being incompetent and being afraid of just, you know, being an inconvenience because that's the story that I had in my head. So that's one of my affirmations is I have the ability and I have the right to say, I don't know. I don't know. And that's okay. By writing out those affirmations, by stating them out loud, what I am doing is I am trying to break that habit of, or I don't know how to explain this. I'm trying to change that story, that narrative in my head that I always have to be I always have to please people that I cannot upset people because I had that belief for so long it caused me so much anxiety but what I'm trying to do now is break that old habit that thinking pattern and create a new one so yeah just because you have a thought doesn't make it true the next time your anxiety is telling you that you cannot do something that you're too quiet that no one's going to listen to you that you are going to have a panic attack Stop right there. Now you're aware of those thoughts that are not serving you. So what are you going to do? You're going to stop and you're going to replace it with thoughts that are going to serve you, that are not going to cause you to have a panic attack or to stop doing what it is that you want to do or not even start it because, you know, your anxiety is holding you back. Now you are able to stop and change that pattern. Back when I had no control of my anxiety, one of the things that I also started doing was just breathing exercises. So before when I had no control, I would, I would have all these thoughts in my head of you cannot do it. She's laughing at you right now. They're waiting on you. Hurry, hurry, hurry. Whatever it was, I'm right now I'm thinking about when I used to work at a furniture store, I had all these customers and I was freaking out because I couldn't find this lady's paperwork and I had other people waiting on me. And so those voices in my head started coming like, oh, you're, you're screwing up. You're not doing your job right. People are waiting for you. That lady behind the other lady's pissed off because you're taking so long or you know I had all these thoughts in my head that were not serving me if anything they're slowing me down because I cannot concentrate on finding the lady's paperwork so uh horrible times so what I started doing was and this is probably something that was good from therapy is breathing exercises So when you have those feelings arising of your, you know, your arms are tingling, you feel a little numb, your chest feels kind of tight, you feel like you might want to have a panic attack or you want to run outside, whatever those feelings, whatever the symptoms are for you. What helped me was I just kind of stopped and took a deep breath and counted to three and then exhaled and counted to three. And I would do that over and over and over and over again until my body was calm. And it took a while. It really took a while. I had to do that several times a day because my anxiety was crazy, out of control. But that's also something that really helped me. It's just stopping and just being aware. Being aware of those those ugly, nervous, anxious thoughts of you're going to have a panic attack. You're going to do this, blah, blah, blah. I don't know what it is for you. But 
when those thoughts arise and those feelings come with it, remember to stop and either tell yourself good things, affirmations, mantras, whatever, or breathe. Breathe and count to three and exhale and count to three until you can eventually stop your mind from racing to where you just cannot control it and it's and then it starts you know the physical symptoms start arising and then you do have a panic attack <sighs> so for social anxiety remember people are gonna have their opinions no matter what are you really gonna stop doing what you want to do or not start at all not go after the things that you want create the lifestyle that you want because you're gonna put their opinions first because you're gonna put their judgment first or are you not gonna listen and keep going The second thing is God loves you already. You don't need to seek out anyone else's validation. And the third is just because you have a thought doesn't make it true. And you can replace those thoughts with ones that are gonna serve you. I really, really hope that you found this episode helpful. Like I said, I can only share my own experiences, what has helped me, and I hope that it can do the same for you. Um, so the surprise that I want to tell you about is that I created a little freebie. So the biggest thing that has really, really helped me through all of this. So those three things that I just told you about the way that I learned this, the way that I started applying this to my life is just reading a whole bunch of books. That's how I found my way out of my anxiety. It wasn't therapy. It wasn't self-medicating. It wasn't hanging out all the time, pretending to be okay. It wasn't trying to be a different person that I, you know, because I didn't want to be who I was. It wasn't any of that. It was just opening books. There's just such power in reading books because you get to read and learn about people's stories, experiences, and see what has helped them. And you get to pick and choose and apply things to your life and see what works for you. So what I did was I created a little list of the five main books that have helped me with my own anxiety. So you can find this on my Instagram. If you click on the link tree, it's at the very top called Get My Book List. And you'll get the list with the five main books and explanations as to why they have helped me, how they changed my perspective, how they changed my life. So I hope that you enjoy it. I'll be creating more things like that around the issue of anxiety. I hope that you join me in the mission to silence anxiety because that's what we're doing. That is it for this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in and I will see you next Wednesday.